Hey there, and welcome to the Life of a Cheerleading Coach. I'm your host, Marley Sievers. With four years of high school coaching experience, six years of experience as an instructor and choreographer for the National Cheerleaders Association, and over a decade in the cheerleading industry, join me as we navigate through the world of high school coaching together. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by the Cheer Coach Planner. Are you ready to replace your bulky coach binder? If so, then you should check out the Cheer Coach Planner. Designed specifically for cheerleading coaches, the Cheer Coach Planner helps you to simplify the administrative side of coaching through the use of planning and organization. Inside, you'll find over 250 pages, including 12 undated monthly calendars, daily life and practice planners, a team section full of forms to help you keep track of everything specific to your team, like rosters, absences, and athlete profiles, and a season section full of forms to help you keep track of everything related to your season, like tryouts, fundraising, game days, pep rallies, and competitions. With a physical planner, digital planner options, and new planners for your captains, you're bound to find an option that works for you. Check them out at cheercoachplanner.com or visit the link in my show notes. The Cheer Coach Planner, your season, your plan. All right, today I'm here with Coach Kathy Murray, who's a collegiate champion from Ohio State University, as well as the former coach and choreographer for the Munich Cowboys cheerleaders. There, her team won six national and two European championships, and Kathy has over 25 years of experience in cheerleading and over 15 years of experience in coaching and choreography. So, Kathy, tell us a little bit more about your background in cheerleading. Uh, Well, obviously, I've been uh, coaching and uh, cheering for you know, a, a long, long time. Um, uh, once I got out of college, um, I started doing some, uh, I think some camps. So I think that actually helped me hone my, my coaching skills, um, with it because we did camps for Ohio, Ohio state. I did a camp for, um, uh, former NBA player, uh, cheerleading camp there for a summer camp. Uh, kids six through 16 uh, and then which led me to uh, coach the uh, Cowboys so I just kind of fell into it and and happened to be um, pretty good at it. Awesome so why did you decide to get involved in cheerleading why did you write this book? Uh, Let's see well the first I started as a child I was always what I call a run jump girl (laughs) you know I was always flipping and jumping and hula hooping and and uh, when I was in grade school, um, well, I guess it would be middle school now, they had cheerleading tryouts. And I remember going to my mother and said, I, I want to go for this. I had no experience, just thought I'd be great at it. I was very outgoing. So that kind of led to me cheering in at, at the age of 12. And then obviously, I, I, I didn't turn back from there. Um, mm-hmm. Regarding um, uh, the writing the book, uh, full-time, I'm a personal trainer, and I have a client named Martha Hall Kelly, who is a uh, New York Times bestseller, and she was writing her first novel. She has three now. She uh, does historical fiction. Her first one is very famous, uh, Lilac Girls. And as a trainer, you know, you're, you're talking, you're, you're kind of a, a dual therapist, c- coach as it is with personal training. 
And Audible came to her and said, uh, we would love you to do a Audible original, which is what's called a, a novella. It's a small, a short story, like 20,000 words. And I thought, great. Of course, I'm supporting her. And I said, what are you going to write about? And she said, I want to write about you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, really? She said, yes. You know, the story of uh, you going to Europe and coaching these girls. I just think that's very inspirational. And I would love to pitch it. So she pitched it in, uh, wow, probably 2020. And we started co-writing it uh, last year. And it uh, just uh, was, was released in February. So that's how I was able to tell my story um, of coaching the Munich Cowboys cheerleaders. That's awesome. Yes, I actually, I listened to it. It's great. And I know that you kind of explain in the book too how you started and you became the coach of the Munich Cowboys cheerleaders. Um, if you want to explain for the listeners as well, how you kind of got on that path. Mm -hmm. As a, I went to Germany, uh, if I back up, I was, I was a national aerobic champion. At the time they had a national aerobic championship through Crystal Light. So I was a champion there, was able to go to Europe and uh, teach. Uh, I was in medical sales at the time, which I absolutely did not like <laughs> and knew that it was not be a, a, it wouldn't be a long-term career. So when I got the chance to go to Germany, um, just like on a two-week vacation from my job at the time, one of the, um, the studios said, hey, we're, we, we like to um, hire you um, as an instructor to come over here and teach for several months. So, of course, I was like, yes. So um, so once I did that, once I went over to Germany and quit my medical sales job, one of my students at the time, as a fitness educator, I was teaching aerobics, and she heard that I was a cheerleader and I was a championship from Ohio State, and she wanted to introduce me to the manager of the Munich Cowboys cheerleader. So after my class one day, I met um, the, the manager, Dagmar, and she said, hey, we have a team here. It's called the Munich. We have an American football team because in Europe, football is soccer. Mm -hmm. So that's why they say American football mm -hmm. to, to distinguish the two. Um, would you be interested in coming to watch their practice? And, you know, they cheer for the Munich Cowboys, which is American Football League in the summer. I said, yeah, I'd I like, love, love to see it. Went to a practice. Um, it was, you know, they were doing the best they could. <laughs> Since it was an American sport. They were kind of going off videos and, you know, <laughs> they, they cheered in English, which was great. And um, I agreed, you know, they needed my help. They, they, they didn't really kind of, they were kind of making it up as they, they went along. And they had some basics, but um, I agreed to uh, start coaching them and, and, and the rest was history. Was history. That's amazing. It's kind of crazy how all that works out. Right. What would you say are the key skills to have when you are working as a coach? I think the number one skill is patience. Patience, patience, patience. You really, you know, when you have, you have 15, 20 girls, you really have to be, one, to have the patience to deal with everybody. Two, uh, organizational skills, three, um, you know, communication skills. Um, so I, I think those are the top, top three right now, but definitely patience is number one. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> what was your favorite thing about coaching? 
Favorite thing. I'm a creative type person. So I think for me, the thinking of something, creating something in your head and, you know, mapping things out and saying, wow, I think this is going to look great. Or I think I'm going to try it here or try here. And then when you actually see it come to fruition, it's just the best, you know, to see not only the girls get excited about it, but you go, oh, okay, that actually worked. And it looked better than I thought <laughs> it was. It would in my head and on paper. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was, that's probably the, the biggest thing is that it, um, you know, that creativity um, regarding the behind cheerleading. Nice. I love that. Seeing your vision kind of like come together at the end. That's amazing. Yes. What is the best experience that you've had as a coach? I, I would have to say it was the the Munich Cowboys. I mean, right. they when I got them, they couldn't really do like a shoulder stand. They were fall, you know, they were just really green. And to see, to take them from basics, you know, stunting, figuring out who's the flyer, getting building their confidence to know that they can do it. And then going into the whole championship realm and then seeing them, you know, go out and, t- you know, taught them how to tumble. It, that's probably the, been the greatest is to, to definitely coach them. That's awesome. What has been your most challenging experience? Uh, with, with the cheer, with Munich, mm-hmm. um, the biggest challenge initially was uh, when we, I talk, just talked about being a communicator. When I first got there, I, I definitely I didn't know German. Yeah. So that was a big challenge because they have to have English in school. So so some of them did know some English, but they had to translate a lot. I didn't. I wasn't fluent yet. So it was always like, okay, what they say, you know, let's translate. Okay, can you tell them this? So that was probably the the um, the biggest um, challenge. And the second challenge in America, we teach when we're coaching, you hit the routine, your difficulty level is up there. This is how, how we should come out. And as you know, in the book, that didn't happen. So <laughs> I think the biggest um, aspect was um, being the best and not being rewarded for it. That, that was probably my uh, most challenging experience as a coach. Yeah, I can understand that. That would be really frustrating. Yes. Especially for your athletes who've, you know, who worked it and put in all that effort and yeah. Correct. Cause they're looking at me like, well, you said <laughs> we, we have the best, you know, we're, we're the best here and you know, we didn't, what, what's going on here. So that, that was really difficult too, to try to explain to them how, you know, things just sometimes don't work out. Yeah. You know, we just have to get back up. Yeah. What got you through the tough times of coaching the cheerleaders with all that you had to go through on a daily basis with working and living in Munich? I, we had, I had a small community there, a fitness, a lot of other fitness uh, educators who were some were American, Canadian, you know, other, other countries. So I think that small community they had there definitely got me through because we had, we had the shared same experience regarding some of the, um, uh, both anti-American racism and, and racism there. So you at least had someone to, to talk to that could relate. Um, so that, and then of course the girls, you know, they're, you know, they were from 15 to 21. So they're, 
that's the best time of their life. They're excited. <laughs> they're coming in. They don't have the boyfriends. And, you know, so that kind of uh, made you at least forget temporarily about, um, you know, what you were, what I was going through uh, daily with some yeah. of the things that were really hard. Yeah, I can there. imagine some of the struggles that you had to go through. And even you talk about them a bit in the book as well. So um, I bet having the, your teammates and having your uh, community there to support you was very rewarding in the end yes, as well. It, it was. That's, that's definitely how I got through a lot of it. <laughs> what do you think you can attribute to success in coaching? Being um, a, a great motivator, I, I think that's something that came natural naturally for me. Um, enthusiasm for the sport. You, you have to love the sport. Um, uh, and then being there myself, you know, as a cheerleader, we work up, we work the, up the, uh, the ranks. You know, I, when I started in high school, I was a base, you know, then having to go from being base, all girls to mixed. Mm-hmm. and being a middle base and having to support someone. So my fears and insecurities at going to different levels in my career as a cheerleader made me understand when they would say, I'm really scared. I don't know if I can, you know, do this tuck or I don't know if I can go do this hand back handspring. I don't know if I can stand on somebody's shoulders and be tight. Mm-hmm. So I think that is a really big um, uh, a success for me, knowing where, I, I used to be and where they are now and kind of trying to help um, make them feel uh, secure and that, that they could do it. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. You can, that you can actually relate to them and share your experience with them. Yes. What has been the best piece of advice that you have been given? Probably don't be afraid to go to a plan B. You know, you have a, sometimes A doesn't work out. Sometimes B doesn't work out. Right. <laughs> so, you know, be, be flexible, you know, mm-hmm. uh, regarding, you know, their skill level. And, and that was a challenge for me because, you know, especially since they were so green, you know, I had to, you were going to do this. So we're going to do this paramount. And sometimes it didn't happen. So right. I was like, okay, we're going to change this person around and we're going to do this instead. So I, I think that's probably the biggest vice is to, is to be flexible. Be flexible. Nice. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give someone who's just starting their coaching career? I would think being a uh, being able to look at your team and understand and, and try to look at what may what may be going on outside of the practice because mm-hmm. you don't know. You know, they they may be troubles at home or you know, what have you. So being, I think, sensitive to what the girls are going through, um, obviously, again, patience, um, and just being that listening ear for uh, the girls to be able to come to you and, and talk to you about, you know, something that, that, that's going on um, out, outside, the, uh, outside the team. I love that. Yes. Yes. I think that being, you know, supportive for them is just yeah, being being definitely there for support. So what has been your greatest achievement as a coach for the Munich Cowboys cheerleaders? I know that you've won some titles. Let's talk about that a little bit. I think the, the greatest achievement is building confidence mm-hmm. because they when they told me they had a championship 
and I saw the video, I was like, <laughs> again, it was just, you know, this, okay, I think I can get us, you know, where we need to be because I was the only, at that time, I was the only American coach. Right. Everybody else had German, German coaches. So to get them from a basic skill level to go to a championship, you know, let them make the mistakes, you know, because even as a coach, you're saying, don't drop anything, make sure you get back <laughs> up, do this. You know, and and have them not beat themselves up if they drop it. And I'm like, look, you got back up so that she could, you know, get to the liberty. Just showing them, no matter what, you have to you you have to keep going. So going through that and then getting where they hit the routine perfect, and then getting to where we can, you know, actually win a championship. Mm-hmm. That had to be the the greatest um, the greatest achievement, definitely as a coach. That's awesome. That's really inspiring. I know that some of our listeners deal with their parents or family members not supporting their careers in fitness or cheerleading. How did you work through following your heart, but also keeping a good relationship with your parents? That one was difficult um, because I was in medical sales. Mm-hmm. I had this Fortune 500 job. You know, I just got a college. I'm using my degree. Yeah. You know, I'm really excited. Until I wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a lot of times you you graduate and you get in your field and you go, this is not what I really expected it. Right. And when the opportunity came for me to 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 move to Europe, they were, you're absolutely crazy, and you're going <laughs> to a foreign country, and you don't know the language. So just building that trust to say, you know, let me, if if I'm going to fail, let me fail. Let me at least try. You know, just take that leap of leap of faith and 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 try it. If anything, at that time, I had a job. I had a job. I was going to Europe and Trump and, and had a job. I wasn't like backpacking URL or, you know, I had a job. Right. Um, I had a place to live. I was making money. Um, if anything, if I didn't succeed, I could go back to sales. Mm-hmm. So just getting my parents to trust me. Um, on that aspect, you know, my mom was kind of like, well, you know, let her go and figure it out. My dad was like, no, you, you know, old school, you work, you work 20 years, you get your pension, you're good. (laughs) You don't, you don't don't have to like your job, you know, you just, you, you have a job and look, you know, get the job you have. So just, just talking to them and saying, you know, trust me on this and, and, and just let me, you know, uh, go, go for it, you know, cause I, I'll never know unless I try. So Absolutely. I think that would probably be the biggest advice to having your, your, uh, parents support you in a career in cheerleading or fitness. That's amazing. The ladies you coached were high school through college age. And how did you think that impacted their lives? Are they still involved in cheerleading? What lessons do you hope that your former athletes received during their time in your program? They, they, they did, uh, the cheerleaders I had were not affiliated with the school mm-hmm. like here. Um, well, you know, they, also we have all-star teams, but, um, so they were from 15 girls that were in school. And then some of the girls that were 2021, 20, obviously they were just working. Right. Um, I don't think I realized that until I reconnected with the, uh, with the ladies when I went to go do the book. 
you know, mm-hmm. I, I went, we did a Zoom, you know, all of them are still in Germany. And they really, they were 15, 16, 17. Now they're like 40, you know, mothers, you know, wives, you know, uh, professionals. And when they started talking about, well, three of them are, are actually doing cheerleading, which was, you know, unbelievable. One coaches a all-star team mm-hmm. that is, um, they, they cheer for basketball. So she said, hey, if, you, if I wasn't exposed to you and cheerleading and coach, I would never be coaching my own team, That's awesome. um, her. And then the other one at that time, you know, European sizes are different. So in the 90s, they had to um, come to order all their uniforms and palms and all that stuff from from America. So one of the girls, I think two of the girls works with her, they started their own company. Wow. So they started where you can get uh, um, uniforms and all the accessories in Europe. Wow. You know, so again, they said if I wasn't exposed, you know, I wouldn't have they wouldn't have felt the need, you know, that that. To, to start their company. Um, so they, they talked about that. And then I had a mantra for every um, championship, you know, like team, you know, together mm-hmm. each achieves more. Mm-hmm. Um, pain is only temporary, you know, victories forever. So I would make these signs and we would, that would be the sign that we would carry through to that championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, the, you know, just to try, if you fail, you know, fail, let's get back up. And a lot of them were like, that's what I tell my kids now, mm-hmm. um, my team, I'm a supervisor. So in business, I tell my team, you know, your only is uh, another mantra was uh, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So it just really blew me away that as a coach, you know, you're coaching these young girls and then they're carrying that on through adulthood that that just that there's just no words for how much of an impact um that I um had on their lives that I had no idea until they started talking to me um when we started uh talking about the book that's incredible that's so heartwarming I'm like tearing up a little bit I was was tearing (laughs) (laughs) I was tearing and and the fact that they remembered all of that I was Mm -hmm. like wow and, you know, my my kids tries out for the, a sport and I tell them, you know, you're going to get in there. You're going to continue to try because that's what you told us. Yeah. Right. It's, that's it's awesome. Just, just yeah. No words. <laughs> yeah. No, none. <laughs> Such a beautiful like ripple effect that it's had on their lives, though. And it's just amazing. Yes, so. It really was. How inspiring. Were all of the stories in the book based on true events in your life and the lives of the girls? Yes and no. Yes, um, a lot of the um, daily uh, uh, racism, you know, mm-hmm. being being pulled over by the police, and you know, the anti-American, you know, that that was all true. So yeah. I had to really. It was. It, it's interesting that when you're going through that, you just keep moving, you know. And then mm-hmm. as I started recalling those types of things for the, for the book, I was like, wow, I really <laughs> went through a lot. I yeah. didn't even, I just kept, because this is what I wanted to do. So nothing was right. going to get in my way and I chose to, to live there. So this is what came with living there. Right. Um, regarding the, the, the girls and the characters, I really um, like Annika, she was a composite character. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
as you know, every cheerleading team has a diva, <laughs> you know, that is the, you know, and, she, and she's the best, you know, right. she's got great skills and she knows it. And so with that, as a coach, that's really hard. So mm-hmm. I thought it was great to, to put Annika in there as a composite character. And I can only put in a couple of the girls. And I did not, as you know, when you have a big team, I didn't want to single anybody out. Right. I, I didn't want to say, okay, I'm going to put these four in. And then, so the other ones are like, well, why aren't I in? Right. Or if you put a composite character in that's kind of the antagonist, you don't want them saying, well, you really thought that I, you know, I acted like that. Mm-hmm. So it really was hard for me. I wanted to do a positive story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did create um, some of the characters. So a lot of the, those were not um, real, but all the events that I did, went through daily, those were, those were true life. Nice. That's awesome. I mm-hmm. honestly, that's, it's such a great story that I couldn't, I couldn't uh-huh. tell. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. How can people get a hold of the book or connect with you? Okay. Well, my book is on audible and mm-hmm. I, um, I would, um, uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, get people that aren't used to trying an audible book. I don't know if this was your first audible book, but so many people are like, oh, I didn't even think of it. You know, we're so right. used to reading mm-hmm. um, to listen, you know, because, you know, we have narrators and you really feel like you're pulled into the story mm-hmm. when you're listening, listening to the book. So the book is on Audible and um, it's the Munich Cowboys Cheerleaders. Um, my uh, website is fit, F-I-T hyphen bodies dot net and there you can find uh, more about me you can order the book um, and you can find all my social media um, on my website as well awesome thank you so much Kathy it's been great having you and chatting with you thank you for having me thank you for tuning into this episode of the life of a cheerleading coach To be notified when another episode is posted, visit the link in the show notes to sign up for my newsletter. Don't forget to follow the Life of a Cheerleading Coach on Instagram and Facebook, and be sure to click the listener support button on my anchor page. To be featured in the next episode, use the link in the show notes to leave me a voice message. Thanks again for listening and go make a difference.